Hello and welcome to Nap Time. My name is Michael. My name is Elizabeth. And we are partners, parents. Mostly. Professionals, mostly parents. <laughs> mostly parents and <laughs> professionals. Uh, and we wanted this first episode to be um, discussing who we are and what nap time is and why you should listen to us. Yeah. So are we introing? Uh, sure. Yeah. Uh, I'm Michael. I am a dad. I'm an ex-actor. Um, I am a crafter. I'm a writer. I'm a podcaster. I've got my hands in a lot of creative fields right now. That's, that's what I'm doing at the moment. I'm Elizabeth. I teach dance and movement in general. Um, I do a lot of consulting in relation to movement. Um, and I'm a mom. That's kind of my life mm-hmm. entirely. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good with that, though. I feel like when I hear you talk about all of the things that you do, I hear like Whitney Houston's I'm Every Woman. <laughs> it's like oh, you yeah. do all the things <laughs> I'm every profession <laughs> but I think that you know and I find I find that's interesting because we uh we have very different ways of assessing and looking at the world and and I'm like a very fixed individual whereas you're a dabbler and an explorer mm-hmm. and I feel like I think that's one reason why I wanted to share our conversations because I feel like we do we inevitably come to very similar conclusions about the world but we come at them in very different ways oh yeah for sure um I feel you are more focused than I am you can handle one thing at a, at a time for an expended an extended fear period wow you can handle. <laughs> something for an extended period of time and I get frustrated or get bored or, or whatever. And so I have to have a bunch of different things to kind of pull my focus. Um, I'm also terrible at multitasking and you are pretty good at it. You're probably not as good as you think you are, <laughs> but I, you're pretty and good again, at it. I, I do find that fascinating. Like where I am somebody who can juggle multiple things at the same time. I don't think anybody's great at multitasking, but I think that I can juggle multiple things at the same time and at least like keep my head above water. Sure. Um, whereas you're like, Ooh, what about this? What about this? What about mm-hmm. this? But I, I think that I am a very like fixed person in regards to, I see something, I want to do it. Mm. Um, and I think that, like, that's kind of how I can keep some level of sustainability. I date the things that I like, I guess, is the mm-hmm. best way of putting it. Like, I invest my time. You you grow a relationship with the things that you like. Yeah. I feel like I date the things that I like. Well, I like t- I test the waters he tenders, here. He tenders the things. Yeah, I'm swiping. He's swiping. I'm swiping on my all of the things that I want to do. <laughs> that's a better way of putting it, yeah. And I feel like with movement, like I'm married to it. I genuinely am married to it, which like for all intents and purposes can be awesome, but it's been hard lately. Yeah. I think that you're shifting, right? Like you have, I feel like you, you are in the place that I was 
five years ago, probably around the time that we met, right? Well, I mean, we, we met six and a half years ago, I guess. Regardless, around the time that we met, I was coming out of the acting profession. I did a lot of musical theater and I was kind of feeling stagnant and I've been doing it for so long and I wanted to venture into other things. And then finding what those things were has been a huge challenge over the last several years of my life. And I finally kind of found the the genre, right? The area that I want to be, but I still haven't found it, found it yet. Um, I think that I'm pretty close. Yeah. Um, but you, I think, are starting that. Yeah. Over the last maybe year and a half. Like, I don't feel like what I'm doing inherently is going to shift. I think the container that I'm focusing my attention on is shifting. Like, I feel like um, I was working within the confines of specific, a specific community, wanting to stay in there. And it was just like the universe is like, let's move you somewhere else. Like, you don't really fit in here. And I feel like everything over the last two years has really sort of told me, it's like, I just need to do my own. I'm already doing my own thing, but I, I need to do it in a more expansive way that is not uh, predicated on uh, working within a specific community mm-hmm. or any community for that matter right now. So that's hard. Yeah. I, I think that's where nap time kind of spurred for you. At least I think you were, exploring things and your mind was changing and all of a sudden you're like, you know, I, I've been, I am trying to do several podcasts now and I think you came to the conclusion, we had talked about it. Oh, we have such interesting conversations. We mm-hmm. should, we should totally have a podcast. And then you were like, yeah, let's do it. And so nap time was kind of born out of that. Yeah. Well, I think that we, and we've said this, I've said this multiple times that we have really interesting conversations. There are people that I talk to And I love speaking with them and conversing with them. But I think when we have conversations, I think that they can go so many different ways and in, in really deep and they get really heated and they can be controversial. And I think it's not necessarily because we have a differing point of view. Again, I think it's the way that we approach our perspectives on things. Like Michael loves to play devil's advocate, even if he agrees with me and it drives me up the wall. Mm -hmm. It's like, what about this? I'm like, but that's not what you think. <laughs> so I have the capacity to empathize, but you know, I don't like to, to navigate through those waters when I'm trying to make a decision or if I am really like grounded in a perspective. Yeah. I, I like to try to get all perspectives because I know that mine can be very, you know, one-sided. Well, everybody's perspective is one-sided, but I think that there are times when it's like, I don't want to empathize, especially with the perspective that I feel like is obtuse or too negative or just not, again, not grounded. And it's like, you're, you're someone who would be curious about a flat earther's perspective. And I'm like, Oh, I'm fuck I, that shit. Well, a year ago, I was so fascinated by that. I was like, I'm going in deep. I have to understand why. You have to understand stupidity. I have, yeah, I have to understand uh. where it's coming from. Uh, <laughs> okay. Anyway, I, way off topic for the moment. Uh, steering back to nap time itself. What is nap time, and why? 
Why are we calling it nap time? And what do we want to accomplish through it? Well, nap time is a space where we have meaningful conversations while our daughter is sleeping. We don't get a lot of time to bond. You know, even when she might be sleeping, we're always doing other things outside of the relationship. And so it gives us an additional time to connect on different perspectives. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We always seem to find the time to have meaningful conversations. And we thought, hey, people might be interested in this. Yeah. <laughs> and it gives us an excuse to like connect. I, I agree. You know, uh, we, so I don't know if I said this already, but we've tried to, we've attempted to record this episode five times now. And for some reason, <laughs> I, lost the recording or uh, the dog was in the background ruining the entire take or uh, I forgot to turn on the right microphone or whatever. So <laughs> uh, we are back to recording this again. But but through all of these recordings that we've been doing, I find them very therapeutic. I've said, I've said this before in another recording, but um, it's nice to have a quiet moment whether it's 15 or 20 minutes with you and discuss some uh, profound things. I think that we, and silly things. Yeah. Sometimes we just talk about like what Harry Potter house we are and how we disagree and on we each other. We get very heated about these conversations. <laughs> conversations like that. I kind of wish they had heard that conversation. We were so, well, he was so That'll be episode upset. five or something. so upset at me. It's like, that's not we'll true. We'll go <laughs> we'll go in depth, okay. but, but my point is, is that these are, are times where aside from therapy and just spending time with you, these are therapeutic times Yeah, that I'm enjoying. Yeah. I think in relationships, it's so easy to take them for granted, especially when you've kind of gotten past a specific phase in a relationship and you have kids and you're like trying to just like get shit done it's like, oh, that person will be there, especially if it's your primary partner, right? It's like, oh, they'll be there. And I think that a lot gets potentially swept under the rug or you just kind of lose sight of like creating meaningful connections because you're just, you just feel like, I don't know. And this is something that I've noticed, not necessarily just within this relationship, but just other relationships like we just take it for granted and we just assume that that person's going to be there because we're prioritizing all of our other wants and needs. And, um, especially with the lockdown and everything, I'm like, Oh yeah. Like you can be right here and still so far away. And so it gives us like an opportunity to kind of check in and realize that for as long as we've been together, it's like, Oh, I'm still getting to know you. Right. What do you want people to take away from nap time? I don't know, to be honest. I feel like, you know, over the last two years, it's been really uncomfortable using my voice. And I feel like there's always just perspectives that I have where people just want to be like, heightened or want to disagree in relation to, oh, let me listen and get to know. Let me see like the humanity in a couple or let me just see a different side of someone else's life. 
And I think that nap time gives us the opportunity to be a little more outside of our personas, right? To to share like parts of ourselves that we wouldn't necessarily share if you weren't in our household or if you weren't really good friends with us. So I think that it's partially like exploring someone else's humanity within the confines of a relationship. I think that that is interesting to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. uh, I agree. I think that's actually a really, (laughs) it's better than what I was going to say. It was like, Oh, people aren't alone. No, I, (laughs) 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 no, I, I, I agree. I think seeing, seeing a realistic view of a relationship like not like less veneer, right? Yeah. Like obviously there's still a wall between us and the audience, uh, which will be this microphone and what we are putting out there. But I don't want to, I want them to realize like, Hey, I have stupid conversations with my, um, with my partner or Mm -hmm. I have very deep, meaningful conversations or I disagree 100% 100% with my partner on this and, and everything in between on, on all of these types of connections and discussions that we have. Yeah. But I think it's like we can, and here's the thing that I've noticed about relationships. It's like people treat relationships, especially over the last years as disposable. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that there's some value in saying, it's like, I can have a hard conversation with somebody and see again, the humanity in that person and like accept them. We don't have to agree. If you think about family, we don't have to agree on every single thing, but to, but to still find a sense of connection. Right. I think that that's what makes relationships so interesting and valuable. It's like we might agree on 95% of things, but this 5% is like deep, but we can still come to some sense of connection and love despite our differences. Yeah. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's the thing everybody's always looking at, like how we disagree. And I think that that's, that's a hard place to like find a space for connection or love. Mm -hmm. And I think that our conversations, this relationship in general, and I've realized this relationship more than any other relationship has really made me assess. It's like, oh, things that I thought were like really, really hard lines in the sand. I'm like, no, I can still work through them and want to stay in that connection and still find a sense of like, I don't know. It's about finding a way, right? Finding a way. Yeah. Like we wanted to do this thing, but, but it's, everything is hard because of our daughter. So we found a way to have this podcast, which is nap time, right? When she's sleeping, we can finally have some quiet moments to ourselves. Yeah. Um, And when, you are very upset about something and I am not, I'm not meeting you where you need me to be, you know, finding a way for me to be there for you and vice versa. Right. Yeah. I think that there's like really taking the effort is something that we have, you know, been striving for, for a better part of a decade now. Yeah. And I think what's interesting about relationships is like, especially if you think about social media, it's like, we're always just like, we have this like container, this presentation about how relationships should look. And then you, if you actually like peek through, Mm -hmm. right. You're like, Oh, it's messy. Yeah. (laughs) It's really messy. Right. But they're still able to find love in that space. And so, 
Yeah. I think that, you know, when we first started sharing stuff creatively, I think that whenever we do things, people always find them impactful, especially when we do them together. Yeah. But I think there was definitely a moment when I first started sharing us where I was just like, Ooh, I don't like, I don't want to share this. It was very like sacred for me and people right. were being messy because they were like, Ooh, your man. I want a man like that. I'm like, step off, <laughs> back the fuck up. And you know what I mean? Like it almost felt like they were treading on a sense of intimacy that I wasn't comfortable with sharing, but I didn't realize that until after the fact. And then I was like, I pulled completely back and I was like, I don't want to share my relationship mm-hmm. uh, with anybody. And now I'm like in a space where it's like, I think we both, understand each other's boundaries Mm -hmm. and I'm very comfortable with asserting my boundaries with people now in relation to a couple of years ago, learned a lot in relation to that. And so I'm willing and I'm receptive to sharing it again. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we've come a long way since then too, right? It was a, that was earlier in the relationship. And generally after you come out of that honeymoon phase, there's a lot of like, Oh, this is the person's true colors. And you have to either decide this is, I, I want to be with this person regardless of all of this stuff, or I need to figure out a way to get out of this situation. Yeah. You know what I mean? So there, there is that turmoil of like, okay, he's really great. And I've seen all the great stuff. Now I have to look at all the bad stuff. And do yeah. I want to continue, um, you know, juggling both of those things with this person. Sure. I definitely think that was a big component to how our relationship evolved, but it didn't help that people were encroaching upon that space as well. Yeah. That makes sense. That's what I'm saying. I think that you were, you were, you know, in this, uh, state of like, I'm trying to figure out this relationship. I don't need other eyes looking at it right now and being like, Oh, I want that. I'm a bitch. You don't. (laughs) Yeah. They don't know or they don't understand. Right. Cause we've talked about that. They don't understand. I, you know, I want someone who will dance with me. It's like, yeah, I, I, I would dance with you from time to time, but you don't understand what, what that took for me to do that Uh or for you to to, to be able to share that or for mm-hmm. you, it, it, there's a lot more to it than like, I just really wish my husband would dance with me. Yeah. And I, and I agree that sounds fantastic, but to, sh- to, to share that intimate part of our relationship to the world. It's hard for me. Ended up being more difficult than we expected. And so, sure. and so we had to pull back and now we're at a place where we can be more intimate with the world again, I think, because yeah. we can be more intimate with ourselves. Yeah. And I think that we've like firmed up that, that sort of container of like people can sort of see the outside of it and find appreciation and maybe even want to manifest something similar, but realize that. And this is from somebody who, who does share a, a, a portion of my life to the public. It's like, um, are you someone willing to be that vulnerable? Yeah. Like I think about with anybody, with anybody. Yeah. I think about, you know, when we first did our, we did that, our performance together, our first one Mm -hmm. and like the amount of vulnerability that required for me to like, to be that open and then for him to have to hold that space and then to do it around a bunch of people. It's exceptionally vulnerable. Yeah. It's okay. It's, it was, it was a great experience, but it was very difficult. 
And we not only showed, we showed multiple parts of our relationship Mm -hmm. because we had multiple um, performances Mm -hmm. and you decided you didn't want to do the same performance twice in a row. You you decided, I want to show this part of our relationship and also this part of of our relationship. relationship. And they're both intense. And they were both very intense. intense. And, and it was, it was difficult for, I think we fought that night. But it was like because I was afterwards, so dysregulated. Yeah, it was like so it came dysreg- out, and we were uh, we were mess. We were raw. Um, I don't want to sway anyone from from doing that with their partner. I just want it, it took. We put it out there, yeah, and we we had this expectation, and we wanted people to see this part of our lives and we wanted to then have them take that and make that a part of their lives. You know, oh yeah, you can do this with your partner. And we didn't understand at the time uh, what being openly vulnerable looked like. Yeah. And so and how uh, sacred that is. Yeah. And I think that like the one thing I've realized or I realized in our relationship and you know I've talked about this publicly and I get so much pushback from it is like, because of that situation, it's like, do you have anything in your life that's sacred that you don't openly share? And of course, we don't share every single thing, Mm -hmm. right? Especially if it reflects on us in a way that inherently isn't positive. But to put that out there, I'm not talking about just a performance, but to really show yourself, Mm -hmm. um, I think, takes an immense amount of vulnerability and it's like sometimes that's worth sharing. Yeah. It requires a certain amount of courageousness. And there are other times where it's like no one's fucking business. And I think that there's something lovely about keeping things intimate and knowing when to share things. Sure. So hopefully this this is the time that we can share our vulnerable sides yeah. and and allow people to come in and view it. And, you know, and, and take, take it away however they see fit. You know what I mean? Take it and learn from it or avoid it if it's not for them or whatever, yeah. you know? I also think that it's interesting the, when I watch podcasts because people talk about their relationship partners and stuff. It's very interesting because it's like you only get one side of it, right? You're getting this person's side. And I'm like, I wonder, I've always thought, you know, like, I wonder what their partner A would think about hearing themselves and I was like what is that person's perspective and I think what's great about nap time is you're going to get both yeah well (laughs) (laughs) you're going to get both whether you like it or not well whether you like it or not that's (laughs) true that's true uh yeah I'm excited I think this will be fun and if it gets too intense, you know, you'll just get a few episodes and, and we'll either take a break or <laughs> that'll be it. But I think that yeah. this is, I think we're in a good place to to do this. And mm-hmm. both of us have talked about it for a long time a now. A long time. And we're really excited. Yeah. Um, Despite all of the things that we are both individually juggling, I think that it's a good time to do it. Yeah. So with that, I think we can close this episode out this yeah. this intro episode yeah um, we appreciate you guys stopping by we hope that our future conversations will mean something to you and um we appreciate <laughs> i already said that <laughs> <I don't know. laughs>
It's hard to close out. It's hard to open and it's hard to close out. Yeah. So I get it. Um, yeah. I hope you have, or we hope that you have a safe and happy holiday. And I hope that the new year is exciting and refreshing. Yeah. I can't, can't wait to talk about the new year. Oh, fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> um, my name is Michael. My name is Elizabeth. And this has been Nap Time.